0: So no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke, you're broke, your love life's the away It's like you're always stuck in second gear. Well, it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but I'll be there for you.
1: That's a first, Brittany. Thank you. Nobody else has done that one, which really? is kind of nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's very, my very favorite. cool. <laughs> Bring it back to the 90s? What? it? I think yeah, so, they, yeah. They ended their run, was it early 2000s or something?
0: Yeah, I think it was like 2002 or something like <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: Friends. <laughs> Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me. Thank
1: you so much. I know it's early morning Saturday and we're going into the holiday season, cuckoo season. Yeah. You know, so you're not working today?
0: No. Good. I uh, hurt my back a little bit, so I was oh. like, I'm just going to take this weekend off. <laughs> Good.
1: On the job or off the job? Off the job. Okay, having fun? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Break it, bend it. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. <laughs> Brittany, welcome to the show. So we've got Brittany, it's Farrell, right? Yes. Uh, BM Farrell Construction, also known as, I guess, you, you, Girls Can Frame is, or superseding uh, Brittany Farrell Construction. Yes. Because you you built quite a following online for it. Yes. Cool. And I know that I kind of sort of bumped into you at the tiny home you guys were there building a little um a the, little,
0: the little tiny tiny home tiny yeah. tiny <laughs> within a
1: tiny home yeah, yeah which is very very cool so i got a chance to take a look at that show um everybody check them out at the girls underscore can underscore frame on instagram and tiktok uh quick shout out i got Schluter t on today so i love having different wardrobe changes as we do the shows and i'm just giving a shout outs um but now it's uh over to you so where do we begin
0: uh, I have no idea. Um, okay, well,
1: you're you're young, like how you're mid twenties.
0: I just turned twenty four last weekend. Hey, <laughs> right. happy belated! Okay. Thank you. Great,
1: but you've been in construction for six.
0: Yeah, when I was seventeen, I started.
1: That's insanity, no?
0: Yes. Okay. I, I started in a high school co op, so like I was still in high school when I started, but it was like my leap year, so my victory lap, and I started doing framing, because they set me up into it. It was not my decision. I fell in love with it. And I was like, good job. You chose the right thing.
1: (laughs) Did you like, or at 17, were you already thinking construction?
0: Yes, but I had no idea what in construction I wanted to do because I'm, I'm definitely not a desk job person. Like I get bored. I love the outside. I knew I wanted to do something. My parents were like, Hey, why don't you look into construction? It's something different. You get to learn new things. It's a lot. And I was like, okay, So I got set up into this co-op, and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I know I want construction. He's like, I have the perfect placement for you. And I was like, okay. First day, I was in love with it. And literally all I did was move lumber.
1: That's all you did was just carry lumber?
0: Yeah, from one spot, like 10 feet away.
1: How were the teachers? Are they in the school that you went to? Were they pushing trades? No. Okay. I just want to ask, because that's (laughs) basically the general consensus, right?
0: Yeah, they actually tried to get me kicked out of the co-op, because they called me like a liability because I got hurt on school property and ended up getting a concussion, was out of school for a year. It was absolutely terrible. My mom couldn't leave me alone for like three months. It was, it was pretty bad. Wow. But because of that, they said that I was a liability and didn't want me in the co-op because they want me to go to university and all this. And I'm like, why do I go to university when most people that go can't find a job now? So I went and kept in the trades, but my co-op teacher had to fight for me to stay into that program. And it was, he was like, no, like she's, The top of the class. She's not leaving. She's doing good and she likes it. So I at least had someone in my corner, but I had like three tech teachers in my corner to fight for me to keep like going. And but the
1: admin were against it.
0: Yeah, like very against it.
1: Were you just standing there going, "What's with you people? What's wrong?" Like I got an interest in this and I actually want to go to this. Yep.
0: Why
1: can't they accept that?
0: I think because they're like, "Oh well, there's no money in the trades." But right now, everyone's looking for workers. Like. I've been looking for workers. Everyone else that I know is looking for workers. They're literally saying that they're going to be like a million people short because like everyone's retiring. So
1: is there a suggestion box at the high school that you went to so I can send some suggestions to these people?
0: There might be, but (laughs) I've actually been working with some of the people through my board to promote the trades. So I like just before COVID, I was doing speeches and everything that I would like bring people into the trades because I was like, guys, come on. Like you got to push the trades a little bit more. And then I've kind of been like a little bit in it, but it's hard with COVID that I couldn't go to the schools anymore or do any of the events. So that's kind of why I actually started the TikTok was to promote women in trades. And I was like, if I reach 10 girls, like that would be awesome. If no one sees this, who cares? If not, maybe someone will reach out and need a mentor.
1: But you're doing great because you're reaching a lot more than 10.
0: Yeah, just a little bit more.
1: <laughs> a lot more than 10. Yeah. Are they impressed? Is Are yes. they starting to shift gears and going, wait a minute, we were wrong and we should have encouraged? A
0: little bit. So they're doing more to put into the trades and a lot more that they'll do like little things set up with other people. And I still keep in contact with my old tech teachers. So one of them is still working in like the schools. The other ones did retire. But he literally, like, shows the kids my videos all the time and, like, messaged me. And, like, he came to the Tiny Home Show, too. That's and awesome. Yeah.
1: So they see. They see the value in it. That, mm-hmm. And then you never thought that this was going to be your path. Not at all. But the first day, it became your path.
0: Yeah, 100%. Why did
1: you love it so much?
0: Honestly, I have no idea because I was so sunburnt. I was tired. I fell asleep at, like, 6 that night. My graduation was the next day, and I was, like, red. But it was okay. <laughs> but, honestly, like, I just was, like, This is what I want to do. It is absolutely gorgeous to be working outside, no matter if it's cold, even though it's, like, not the nicest when it's cold. It was just, like.
1: Once you're moving.
0: Yeah, it's fine. And I'm, like, I can work out while getting paid. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Dealing with lumber, framing, building something, actually see something at the end of the day that you built with Mm -hmm. the crew. And everything's
0: a little bit different. So you have to, like, actually use your head every single day to be, like, okay, how is this going to go through? What is going to stop me at this point if I don't do it this way like you have you have to use your brain You have to have someone that has knowledge about it to be running the cruise. So It it works
1: how many how many people on the crew?
0: Um, right now It's only me and another girl because I was struggling finding employees So we're actually just doing repairs this winter because we're like just two of us building a house my back's been acting up a lot lately. That's so we're lot.
1: That's a lot.
0: Yeah, we're just like, let's just do repairs because like the one contractor we've been working for, um, they took over a site from someone else and the whole site is like a disaster. So we've literally just been fixing everyone's stuff. What kinds
1: of things? I'd love to hear what kinds of disastrous uh, things.
0: Beams in the wrong spot, no point load, stuff broken. It's literally like everything, nails missing. And you're just like, okay, so this stud is in there, but it's not nailed in. That's good.
1: They're just floating. They're just yep. or they just temp tapped it and that was it. Yeah. Walked away from it.
0: Yeah. We've ripped out a lot of drywall to fix like humps and walls or floors or anything. Like we're fixing a lot of How right did that now. make
1: you feel that you had other professionals doing work and then you're coming in and seeing so many unprofessional details?
0: Honestly, I kind of feel bad for the homeowners. Like yeah. they're paying like a million dollars for half of these houses and there's not the best quality going in right now because people are trying to just kill out the project because they're really short on framers right now.
1: But I mean, it's also like the material is so expensive. It got really expensive. Yeah. Kind of leveling out now. And then I guess a lot of laborers or a lot of tradespeople people are asking for premium pricing because they know they can demand it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Then you got the homeowner stuck in the middle of this. Yep. And if you start incorrectly at this point, it just goes downhill from there. Yeah. Which is such a shame.
0: I know. And- like, they're giving houses to, like, framers and stuff that don't know either. So, people, like, I was doing prefab for a while. So, it's literally, it just comes in pieces and then you, like, stick it all together. Um, the crews that were doing that, they're sticking onto stick framing and have never done stick framing before. So, they're going to miss all the stuff that needs, like, attention.
1: Are they, I guess you don't cross paths because they left you come in, right? We
0: cross sometimes, but not usually because like sometimes they'll have to come back for something because the builder's like okay well if you want any more money out of this house finish this yeah so we'll see like some of them or if they were on a different house finishing up and we're coming in before anything we'll see them sometimes but not usually
1: what's the best part for you for framing when you get like that first day
0: um, honestly, like, I prefer interior walls because you can just, like, go through them so fast. They're, like, a lot of fun. I know it's, like, so simple, but they're just, they're fun to me.
1: Line them up, top, bottom. Yeah, just it. go
0: through, race each other.
1: <laughs> I got to ask, because obviously this always comes up on this show, is uh, what tool brand are you? DeWalt. Okay, all throughout.
0: Um, all my the circular nailers? saws. No, so I have, like, <laughs> four kinds of nailers, but for anything like Sawzall, drills, Saws, anything like that, that's DeWalt. And then I have Stabila for levels, obviously. <laughs> and then I have um Crisp Bear, Passload, and Metabo for my air nailers.
1: Got one of each.
0: Like three of each. Three of.
1: Well, no, no, I mean one of each brand.
0: Yeah, it's. It's a lot. No, because
1: those are all great, great brands for nailing, right? Yeah,
0: and I find that, like, certain guns are better for certain things because, like, I have a bad wrist because I I did get hurt on the job site a few years ago that um, anything that's kind of, like, above my head, I need the, like, the lighter gun. But if it's, like, below or nailing the floor, it's kind of nice having the heavier because you can just bounce it. Yeah. So if I'm doing, like, fascia or, like, stuff over my head, I like the bisset or the metabo. But then it's, like, crisp air or the pass load if I'm doing, like, the floor.
1: (laughs) Are you seeing that the engineers are getting a little too, I guess, free with their beams and their spans? And they're asking, like, you guys, they're asking framers to handle insane lvl's nowadays if not steel I, yep. it's just like it's and i'm sure that you've demoed and seen older homes and mm-hmm. it's like a two by four is there why yep. are we replacing it with a w something in there or yep. a four ply like you know what i mean yeah are you I, do you get a chance to have conversations with the engineers going guys what's up
0: i don't because i deal directly with like my contractors who then deal with the builders who de- then deal with like the engineers and everything but like i've had to put in like they were I had to rip them down because they, they were special order. So they were 24 inch LVLs and I had to rip them down to 22 inches and they were 28 feet long. And it was like to fix, uh, it was this reno that I did and it was going from like a regular ceiling to like a cathedral ceiling. It took like seven of us to lift them up because yeah. it was like 12 feet in the air. Yeah. It was awful.
1: Was the saw crying when you were cutting?
0: A little bit. A little <sighs> bit.
1: That span and that density of wood is insane
0: yeah and it's super heavy and we had to put it on like saw horses because you can't just like cut it how we normally cut on site because it's so big so but even like on site they're like oh yeah you need like three ply lvl's for here and it's like holding up a window and you're like that's like a two-foot window i think we can calm down a little bit
1: but they don't i don't know what it is i I have no idea i'd love to get more engineers on the show so i can actually ask them what's going on guys why are we over engineering things
0: that would be amazing i I, think sorry i think they're trying to make the houses last but at the end of the day people are literally lasting like 20 years and they're like i'm just gonna knock this down replace
1: yeah it. <laughs> that's what i don't understand is like that okay so you you throw in these structural components mm-hmm. is the house like it's gonna last a, a hurricane and that's not really our environment here not at all well i, I just get dumbfounded when i uncover things in this shoe by four it's none of that stuff. It's, it's hand-cut two-by-six rafters for a, a roof. Yep. And now you're asking for insane twelve by, two-by-twelves or sistering both sides. And what's going on? Like, it's just extra material, extra time, extra work. Is it really necessary?
0: Yeah, and especially, like, looking at these houses that are out of, like, two-by-four rafters or two-by-six rafters, they've lasted, like, 60 years. So do we really need to be jacking it up this much? Or can it liability. be lowered a little just bit? It's just liability. Yeah, probably.
1: But I mean, it was a pain because during the whole pandemic, there was such a shortage in engineered lumber because of the fight with the glue and all this other crap back and forth. And then I'm sure you saw that, that when's the LVL going to show up? We have no idea.
0: Yep. And then if you got someone that wasn't amazing at cutting and they cut the LVL to the wrong size, you'd be waiting a little bit. That happened to the one crew beside me. They waited like two or three weeks for this LVL because they cut the wrong size. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: Can you can we swap an LVL? What do you got there? <laughs> yeah, literally, it's like,
0: I might have something you can use. I might be able to use that. We'll see.
1: <laughs> the stretcher? Anybody use the stretcher, the LVL stretcher tool or something? Doesn't exist, by the way, people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you love it. And, and how are you translating that love to other? I mean, you're young to begin with. So how do you translate it to other people that come up to you and go, I want to get into it?
0: Sometimes it's hard because I do have to be honest about like how the field is, which it is difficult because it's a lot of laboring like work you're killing your body almost every day but like I tell them I'm like if you like working with your hands if you like being outside honestly you should try it worst case you don't like it and you go find something else but I have a lot of a lot of females that message me but a lot of people in general that are like I want to go into the trades but I'm not sure and I was like okay so why don't you take these steps look at it if you like it then literally all you have to do is walk onto a job site and be like hey you hiring because most people will be like yes Yes.
1: exactly (laughs) yeah how was that path for you like did you find a mentor that kind of guided you to you some tricks. I've had
0: a few okay so when I first started it was like my tech teachers because they took me under their wing when I was learning in class and then when I got set up with my co-op I was there for three years so he hired me on the summer before my co-op was supposed to start because he needed workers Okay. paid me throughout my whole high school co-op when he wasn't supposed to cool and he literally taught me so much and it was absolutely amazing but he was starting to kind of take a step back from the business so I moved on to one of my my previous coworkers actually started a business, so I was like, hey, can I come with you? And he was like, okay. But I was only there three months because he decided to go backpacking through Australia, and I was like, oh, guess I'm looking <laughs> for a new job. Did he return? Yes, actually, okay. like a year later. All right. But then I moved on to another guy. I didn't love him. Like He did teach me a little bit, but he wasn't the nicest person. And I was like, I just want to start my own company. So I did that, and a few contractors kind of took me under their wing, and they're like, I can tell you have potential, like, I knew that I was starting a little bit early, like, I wasn't fully ready to be starting, but with everything that was going on in my life, I kind of needed to, it wasn't really an option, so they took me under the wing, taught me everything about, like, the codes, they taught me everything that I needed to, like, tweak a little bit, because there's a difference from where I was learning framing, which was around Hamilton, to I moved out to, like, Woodstock to start framing, so They have way different of what they expect.
1: What's the difference? What was the first
0: Anything like Hamilton to Niagara is lesser quality. But then as soon as you go like Brantford, Woodstock, Kitchener, they expect like almost top tier quality. So if you're doing like blocks through the wall and you do like the two, four, six for drywall backing, they don't like you. You need to put L shapes.
1: I thought just L shapes were standard, but I guess it's... In Hamilton, quality.
0: they are like oh, just put blocks. Subdivision track yeah. building
1: is all block in. Yeah, exactly. which I never understood, never liked because you have a gap. Yeah, like you can yeah. actually push the corner in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so they're like, they're like, do this this way, do this that way, and I was like, okay, like that's fine, I can definitely do that. Don't worry. <laughs> you
1: tell me, you're a professional framers, so is it not easier to put an L and just flat instead of put four blocks?
0: Yes, unless you forget a corner and you can't like get. True. The
1: then it becomes a little more challenging. Yeah. But that's where you're scratching your head and when you're laying out the wall.
0: Mhm. That's why like I try to lay out all my walls and literally have like a whole puzzle on the floor of just like the plates and then I'm like, okay, they're all labeled, they're all marked. Go build. <laughs>
1: that's it, simple. Yep. Just shoot it and then lift it.
0: Yeah, and then you don't miss a wall and then like you know where all the walls go. They you can just stack them up in the right order and then just throw them all in.
1: And how I mean I don't know too many People that frame in your area, I'm I'm more familiar with the Toronto area. How are the inspectors out and by you guys?
0: So strict.
1: Are they really, really strict? Yeah. What to what point? Like they're just pick at anything.
0: Yeah, anything and everything. They're like, oh yeah, this, and we're like, that's not even code. Like if you look at some things for porch roofs, like we did it like just normal because you don't have to have like a really really strong backer for the porch roof because the brick holds it up. Yes. But then the. Uh, the inspector was like, "No, you guys have to crawl up into that small hole, rip out the foam, and put like a two by four and then a two by six on it, so that it'll hold it up." But the bricklayers rip it off as soon as the inspector looks at it, anyways. So,
1: I really, I'm finding that inspectors and there's inspectors that listen to the show. I'm finding that inspectors. Don't worry, don't worry. They'll send them the hate to me, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm finding that they're um, overstepping sometimes. And I think that young tradespeople are afraid to contest it. And I think yeah. that you should. If you if you are familiar with the code, which I'm sure that you're paying attention, you're probably learning it all the time, you're learning new amendments and all this other stuff that's going on, that you discover something. And then you go, well, this is the way it should be done. And then if they come in and they have that old school mentality where it's like this is how it was done and we still want to see it that way, no, we can contest it. We could totally challenge it and say something. Yeah. Can I speak to your supervisor? They love when I say that. <laughs> Can I speak to the supervisor? And then at least you have a conversation instead of just dismissing us on the site when we've already done something. Mm-hmm. Like be a little fair.
0: Yeah, and the, they're doing it a lot right now. So they'll go and they'll put a few things on their list and they're like, okay, so you failed because of this. And then they'll come back and then they'll do And they're like, oh, well, I want this done now. And I'm like, okay, so why didn't you tell me in the first place? You put two things on my list. It took me 10 minutes. Wow. And it was just like, add a nail here, patch the code board here. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, well, you're missing, like, another nail in this hanger or, like, something. And I'm like, okay, that's not fair. Just go through the house, give it all to me, and then, like, go back. Because it's not that much, like, that's missing. It's just, like, little things that they're being nitpicky about.
1: Would you follow up? And if they say something, then your coworker would just do it right then and there? And then
0: yeah unless we're like right now because we're doing repairs we'll be like at a different house so our supervisor which is like our contractor will go through the house with them and then they'll be like okay like we'll just do this can you come back in like five minutes
1: yeah and then it's done yeah but then they get a little testy at that
0: yeah and the other thing is a lot of them don't have framing experience
1: yes that's a fact
0: yeah so how are you supposed to know how the house is supposed to go together if you don't know anything about framing
1: they might have general building structural experience, but it's just uh, I'm not dismissing the inspectors. Oh, no, not at uh, all. But I mean, it's in, they don't know everything. Mm-hmm. Same way that we may, na- may not know everything. But it, I would kind of skew towards a professional framer when it comes to framing. Mm-hmm. Like what they've gone through, what they've built, what they've seen. You guys have seen how many drawings you've lifted, how many pieces of wood and all this other stuff. I'm going to kind of kind of go to you, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, of course, we mess up once in a while or, like, sometimes there's, like, little mess-ups in every house, but, like, that's going to happen because we're trying to push the project out. Yes. But if we're telling you, like, hey, that's not really, like, what the code says, like, are you sure? And you're just, like, dead set no, but you don't really know, that's when we're, like, come on, please, like, go re- go read the code book.
1: <laughs> you you got to say that without saying that. Yeah. Because they'll get up offended by that. Yeah. But it's... I mean, that's just a beast. That's just an area. That's how the business is, right?
0: Yeah, most people, as soon as safety or inspectors come on site, they're like, oh, I'm just going to walk away now. I don't want to deal with you.
1: Oh, speaking of which, how is the safety? I mean, I've had my run-ins, but I mean, they've been very somewhat positive.
0: They're... They're strict, but, like, it's just, like, working at heights and, like, ladder safety and everything, which, obviously, sometimes you can't be 100% safe, but they want you to be so... They have, like, site safety guys that are on site every day. And then they have, like, an outside person that they, like, pay to come on once a week.
1: Undercover? No. Oh.
0: You see them walking down the street. Okay. All right. They're, like, in, like, brand new clothes. (laughs) So clean. (laughs) And you're just, like, nice.
1: A ministry narc.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. we
1: We totally know who you are. Yeah. But they come on and just see, right? I mean, for the most part, the inspectors have been more educational instead of authority right they don't they don't want to just drop the hammer they want to more educate you yeah we get it we understand it because there's a lot of times especially in your trade you can't really tie off like you can't really do what they're talking about doing because you haven't built the part that needs to be tied off too
0: yep or they want your like tie-off point above you and i'm like okay so putting trusses in there's nothing above me where am i tying off i'm
1: looking for the heavens but i mean it's like where am i supposed to tie it
0: they want you to like basically like tie around it has to be below you at that point because you can't go above you but you have to have like fall restraint so you can't like travel restraint like you can't go so far so
1: then you and your common sense you think if i do slip and fall it's actually a worse situation for me right yeah like they don't have an answer for that
0: no and it's like even if you're, like, away, because they want you to have it, like, in one point. But I'm, like, okay, so if I walk from one side of the house to the other, but my top point's, like, a little off, what's going to happen then? So, like, you do have to be wary. Like, accidents can happen. Like, I've seen my fair share. But you just have to be, like, kind of, like, wary of what you're doing. But also know you can't follow the rules, like, 100% of the time.
1: There's no way to build if you follow it 100%. Mm-hmm. It's next to impossible. But they yeah. come along. As long as they want to work with you, discuss it with you, then...
0: Yeah, or they're cool. like, hey, just do it like this next time. Like, this will cause this problem. And you're like, okay, that, that makes sense. That's good. I'm fine with it.
1: How bad is the material, Brittany? How bad are we? Are we harvesting way too early and you're getting hockey sticks? Don't worry. You're not going to offend any of the suppliers. I've, I've yelled at them already about this crap, right?
0: Some of them are very twisted, bowed, ground, hockey sticks, everything. everything. Some are straight, but, like, it's not as common.
1: But it makes your job more difficult.
0: Yeah. Because if there's anything that like the studs are like really bad in the house, we have to change them out. So now we're not only putting the stud in once, we're putting in again because we have to replace it.
1: That's that bad, huh? Yeah. And then I guess uh, how are clients feeling about it? When when you've got a a lift that comes in, you use half of it. You know, maybe not that extreme, but maybe. uh, And then all of a sudden... The other third or whatever's gotta get returned and then I think
0: the builders understand because it's happening everywhere that they know like, okay, this stuff's not the best. But we also do use a lot of it for other things. So we'll use it for like blocks or girts or truss bracing or anything like that, or even just like bracing on the walls that it'll cover at least most of the material and there'll just be like a few pieces left over.
1: How are the concrete crews? Are they leaving you? okay that good <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow okay there's
0: there's actually been a few that have been absolutely perfect because there's like um eco construction i built one of, on one of their um slabs and it was completely square and level like perfectly not even out in eighth and i don't know how they did it awesome but then you go and like go to all these production sites and you're getting like Four inches out of square sometimes, or like that much. Yeah, they've had to like fix some of the concrete at a few of my sites. Most of the time, they're just like an inch out. So you're just like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll tweak can, mine. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah, they're and the J
1: bolts. They're okay. Are they at least sometimes fastened? they forget them? They forget them. Yeah. It's the last thing you do as you're cleaning out the wheelbarrow and you're draining out the pump or whatever. Yeah. It's the last thing that you do. How can yeah. you forget the J bolt? They'll just
0: like forget like a little wall somewhere. Like they'll have it on the rest of the house and then you'll like go to this and you're like, Oh, okay, I'll just like concrete nail this in. It works.
1: You guys are using concrete nails or Titan bolts?
0: Um, we usually have like the nuts and washers onto like the bolts, but if like there's if not, miss? we just use concrete nails. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it totally seals it, it's fine.
0: Yeah. And then you just like nail it to the stuff beside it.
1: What kinds of interesting things have you framed? Uh, I mean, in the the short amount of time, but.
0: Um, I've done a few customs. I don't actually like customs because the homeowners get really involved and then it just becomes a headache and you're waiting on certain things and it's just not not fun.
1: That's when you take a two by ten or something, a 12 footer and just kind of walk around and just propel it around yeah so you can can't, stay, talk, to me. Stay can't away, talk to me stay away stay away <laughs> no they are usually very involved in that point yeah. because that's when the house starts to take shape mm-hmm. up until then it's just been a hole in the ground right yeah
0: and then they're like i just want to come by like all the time and see this
1: throw on a hard hat and start cleaning up the site
0: yep i have done like a few nice houses because um there's like a production site in woodstock it's like the kingsman site their houses are very like, elaborate like they have a lot of like really cool details to it but they're also production so they're not like completely extravagant but they have like some cool things that you're like oh my god this is so cool like i haven't done this i get to like figure this out it's so nice
1: <laughs> <laughs> are they some of those other homes I, I know that i started becoming a fan of using lsls in shower areas uh, kind of key areas right that you really want things to be plumb for the tile later on are yeah. they doing that or no no, no we're still, not at all we're still dealing with Really bad crowns, I guess. Really bad twists.
0: Yeah, it's all just still like two by six and stuff. Sometimes we'll use LSL on like the balloon walls, which are like the tall walls in the stair yeah, hole Other the than strength. that, I've used them once at like my contractor's house. I helped them out for like a day to like do something, and
1: but the majority of it,
0: just two by that's whatever. It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let me. Uh, I want to do a little history and construction. This is about framing. Uh, Wood framing. North American uh, colonists uh, often built timber frames out of large trees they cleared for house sites and farmland. Large beams supported by massive posts create the structure of the house and the complex joinery secured with wooden pegs connects uh, posts and beams. Large timber became harder to obtain over time so builders began using smaller, more readily available wood to frame structures. Nails were used instead of interlocking joinery and the lighter pieces of wood were spaced closer together so a carpenter uh, with more basic skills could do the work. The first version of this system was called balloon framing there you go. And it later evolved into a stronger method using strong, uh, shorter lengths of lumber called platform framing. Wood framing, wood framed walls capped with a floor system or platform meant that additional floors could be installed on top using the platform as the base. Single story lengths uh, of lumber are less expensive, easier to produce, and more widely available than lumber needed to uh, for timber or balloon framing. The system can be built quickly and when sheathed becomes a stiff solid box, which is what we're familiar with these days. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, you, you mentioned something about prefab. Yes. You were just installing on site or were you a part of the actual fabrication? In Just
0: installing on site.
1: Are you interested in there? I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I think, Boxable. Have you heard of Boxable? I have not. So Elon Musk, is. Uh, he made some noise about that. So they're basically homes that um, arrive, they look like a shipping container, and then they unfold and the walls just get connected and the structure's done.
0: That's kind of cool.
1: It's very, very cool. If you check, I think it's boxable.co or something like that. Okay. But it's, uh, it's a billionaire that came up with the idea. And now they're creating these tiny home kind of things that just unfold each other. And I'm fascinated because I want to talk to him about the manufacturing process of it. So I know even through the tiny homes trade show, that's what a lot of that stuff was going on there. And um, they're... Building everything in a warehouse or something. Yeah, and and
0: then shipping it out. Shipping
1: it and then opening it up and putting it together. Do you think that's where the future of framing is going to go?
0: Honestly, I think so because like half of the crews that are like starting out, they don't know everything. So they find it easier when like if you're just starting, you don't know that much. Even if you're just starting like as a framer or you're just starting as like your own business. You don't know an extreme amount because you're still learning everyone's still learning every day i'm still learning every people day. that have been in 40 years are You'll still be learning, learning. Yeah, exactly yeah because they change everything so they're trying to do a lot more of the like the prefab because then all you have to do is hey this is a plan it literally says this wall goes here this way it's all labeled it's all marked out you literally just have to chalk your lines and be like okay Plop, here's a wall. Oh, here's the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so I think they're trying to make it the next, like, new thing. And it is getting bigger. But the other problem is they can't keep up with the framers. So, like, everyone's looking for framers. And, like, it's good with stick framing and everything. Because you just like, here's your lumber, go. But as soon as, like, the prefab comes in, you have to wait for your prefab sometimes. Yeah. So on the last site I was on, they were doing that they, like, sent the floors out. But then you had to build the walls because they didn't have time to build them.
1: So it's kind of a production prefab world.
0: Yeah. Because they're, they're just like struggling because like they need more people in the factory and they need the factory bigger now that it's getting bigger because they weren't like expecting so many framers to want to do it. But it's like yeah, the crane just picks up your piece. So and it's a lot easier. It and it's <laughs>
1: secure. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. But it's not. The, there's a miscommunication in the assembly line. Yeah. Of the whole process. They
0: need like more people on the assembly line.
1: I'm sure you've had this conversation with other people that you work with framing framers specifically. How much of the workforce do you think we're missing? Like how many more people do you think we need to get into this? Because you probably read all the stories where by 2027, there's going to be a huge void. Huge.
0: Yep. I think honestly, we need like just in our area, we need like a good few hundred thousand because every single framer is missing at least two workers and then that's not even including the electricians the plumbers like every single person you talk to is like i can't find anybody i'm just working by myself and i'm like yeah i did that for a while
1: can't find anybody because the rates are too low the work is too hard or they just the don't works wanna... too hard the work's too hard is the work too hard Brittany?
0: no like, it's laboring, and I understand that, but almost nobody my age wants to do that kind of work, but a lot of people just want to stay at home or not get paid. Or
1: What's the rest of your circle doing?
0: Um, I don't... So work is basically my life, okay. other than, like, my family. I have, like, some friends, but I don't see them very often because I work a lot. But a lot of my friends don't understand that my job is literally a full-time job because not only do I have, like... The framing, so I'm working five to seven days a week because yes, sometimes I work weekends, meaning most weekends, <laughs> but I also have my social media, which is another full-time job another because job. I have so many opportunities, so many like things I got to do for people. I want to be there for people. So they don't understand that I don't have the time because they're just doing part-time jobs, working 14 hours every two weeks. And I'm like, oh, I make over 80 hours in those two weeks all the time.
1: But they want to do the social side of it, but they don't want to do the physical side. But the problem is that you need this physical side to feed the social side yeah because it's the experience and it's what problems that you'll come across every single day going well this is how i solved it or mm-hmm. i didn't solve it or somebody else helped me solve it or whatever it is right and then you share that bit of it in- information
0: yeah and like i've been slacking a lot on my social media just because i have had so much going on like i renovated my parents house not that long ago so literally i would leave the site at four get to my parents house for five work until nine and Crazy. then do it again the next day Crazy. and then weekends i was just at their house but we we're really trying to push their renovation to get them because they were moving down to like the basement level and then my sister was moving upstairs so we had to get it done because my sister put in her notice for rent (laughs) (laughs) but um like a lot of people don't understand like yes it may be laboring but there are a lot of other jobs in the trades that are not laboring but to make money you have to work
1: it's kind of a simple math
0: yeah but people are like, oh, no, like, I'll just use my parents' money, this and that. But, like, I didn't grow up like that because my parents were not well off at all. So And that
1: money runs out one day.
0: Yeah. And I've been working literally since I was, like, 12, babysitting, and then I got my first job at 15. And I've been working ever since. So,
1: I want to ask you, uh, the trades that are, are coming into your industry, mm-hmm. what mistakes are they making when they get started? In what way? Are there chips on their shoulder? Are there egos? Are there, I deserve more money. Are there, I know how to do that, but I don't really know how to do that. Like that kind of stuff.
0: There's a lot of ego. So they're like, oh, I've been framing this long. I know how to do it. And then you start that. talking to them and they're <laughs> like, been framing two years. And you're like, you've been framing over 20? Mm-hmm. You're you you're only 30 Good job.
1: Did you start with balsa wood and a little model?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I could count that, too.
1: (laughs) Are you taking care of the gingerbread house over the holidays? Is that what you're doing, too? I think that's what it is. It doesn't work that way. No.
0: (laughs) But so they're doing it, like, that way. And then they're also doing it that they're like, I know how to do this. And then they completely mess it up. And they're like, well, I thought it was that way. And we're like, well, if you would have asked when you were unsure, it would have been fine. But it is, like not to be, like, rude, but a lot of guys in construction have a big ego. Of course they do. (laughs) You're not being
1: rude. You're being honest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they're, like, they got the really, like, I'm better than you attitude, and I'm more the I'd rather help everyone. Like, I can learn from everybody because I'm, like, if you have a suggestion, like, I've learned it this way, but you could have one that's faster, easier, whatever, or I'll be, like, oh, well, like, that's that's really good. Like, I've had to use that before, but if you do it this way, it's nicer. And they're, like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And I'm, like, Yeah.
1: Why is that about framers? I think framers, I guess it might have something to do with that. They're the first trade on site that gives shape to the structure. Yeah. So once they accomplish that, they achieve, they think... Mm, or godlike, <laughs> you know, yeah. Kinda.
0: But I, I think a lot of other trades are that. Too. Oh no, no, I
1: totally. They're they're the first ones that are like that. Yeah, I don't th- I don't see that much with the foundation guys. They give us the no. footprint.
0: They're literally just like, oh, here you go. Here
1: you go. Now here you go. Start building. But then now you guys basically erect something, and it's like came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There was a stack of wood, and now there's a house. It's not a house house yet, but and, and then I think okay, the ego comes from that. It's like I achieved that.
0: That and I think it's like. Because you have to put so much strength into it, lifting the walls and like everything that they're like, oh, I'm so tough. And I'm like, it's okay, Calm down a little bit.
1: Are you not working or learned how to work smarter instead of harder?
0: Yep. Like I was taught all about leverage because like I'm small. I I don't have like the really tough brute strength like I am strong, but I'm also still a woman who we're not built the same that's just what it comes down to but
1: just for the record i have met and and i know really well much smaller men than you mm-hmm. right and, yep. and and they figured it out how to do it and they're yep. just they're part of the crew it's yep. just it's really crew and leverage
0: yeah you just have anything. to put your mind to it that's all yes. it is
1: yeah so i mean that's that argument is out the window and it doesn't care but it it is true that so what other kinds of mistakes do you see the the youngins coming in here and i guess they've been at school or they've been to a, a, a training event or something
0: So the problem with anyone that's been to school, whether it's been high school or college, they teach how we used to frame about 30 years ago.
1: That's my biggest problem with that educational system.
0: Yeah, like the teachers haven't been on site in 30 to 40 years. And you're like, so you're trying to teach me how to frame, but I've been framing for three years now and you're like... new tech,
1: with new ideas.
0: And they're like, oh no, you have to do it this way. I'm like, okay, but why don't you come onto my site for a day? Talk to me about it. And we'll I'll show you how to frame. Like, that's so not how like you do it. the teacher
1: should actually spend a week on our job. Yeah, side. like
0: every little bit, like go for a week. Because the teacher really was like showing this one, um, like the lintel or header, like in the window. And they're like, yeah, you put this under that. And I was like, actually, that won't pass anymore. And they're like, well, that's how we do it. And I'm like, okay, but not anymore. They've changed. So change your books.
1: Is there a code course in schools? I think so. I don't know if I've ever heard of them actually educating the actual code
0: i think it's honestly just um like if you're in like your like apprenticeships they'll teach you like little bits
1: yeah probably but not i don't think it's actually it might be brought up briefly or it might be just general i mean a header jacking, that kind of stuff yeah but i mean we're way beyond that nowadays yep way beyond that (laughs) so i agree with you i think the teachers should come and visit on real job sites and see what's going on and probably in different cities yeah like you said earlier like it's difference
0: i know like a lot of people like really like crap on me (laughs) a lot online because they're like oh well you can't do it that way and i was like okay but you're in the states i'm in canada and i was like i frame different within a 20 minute like span like i'll be here framing one way 20 minutes away i'm framing a different way so we are like a three-day road trip to you it's different yeah it's not the same you're trying to build for hurricanes i'm building for snow
1: even Vancouver, BC mm-hmm. is building different than what we're building Yeah, because they
0: have a lot more snow and they have like the water and like you also have to like figure out what's underneath you because look, if you're out by the beach, you can't have a basement because of your water line. Yes. So you're on slab but if you're over here you could have a basement so that's two different styles of framing now
1: i gotta give a shout out to tim from pound for pound and probably you probably follow him from out west. i think i do yeah so it's just i've been trying to get him on the show but he's like i want to come into the studio man. i don't want to do zoom and so we're trying to figure it out but a shout out to him because i'm sure he's going to be listening to this one right yeah. he, he loves anything to do with framing and it's like i said before we got started it's tough to get you guys on the show because you guys it's the crazy season you're trying to get as much production as possible and
0: be- we're all workaholics yes it's
1: <laughs> insane which you i i I hope that you do take a little bit of a break and not get consumed by it too much. Yeah, right? I've,
0: I've really taken it like the past few months. That was kind of why I took on the repair too, was because I was like, I need a step back. I need to spend time with my family. I need to have a little bit of a life. Like I'm still in my twenties. I've literally been working all the time for four years now. So I'm like, I just, let's enjoy life. Let's enjoy the time I have with my family right now. Take a step back, take something off my shoulders. Cause like stress this year has been, insane is it yeah but i'm like okay let's start like having a little life it's (laughs) it's nice
1: (laughs) take the moments and just appreciate it yeah take a break i mean work is great and to be consumed by it is great and then to achieve all these goals and learn Mm -hmm. is great but then don't forget life
0: yeah but i also know that if i didn't work as hard as i did the past six years framing i wouldn't be where i am today i wouldn't have the opportunities
1: where do you see yourself
0: I want to be like a site super or a contractor. Okay. So that's like my end goal, but I'm hoping to be there in a few years. But then I know I also have to change a little bit of my social media to like go that way, but that's my goal and it has been for In years. what
1: respect? What do you have to change anything?
0: Just because I won't be, like, as much into the framing, because I'd be, like, on site running the cruise or doing it that way, so I wouldn't be able to show as much of me on site, even though, like, I barely catch it now, because it's so hard to remember to set up your phone, but I'd, like, still try to show, like, tips and tricks and, like, all this and what's to do, what's wrong, whatever, but... You wouldn't see me like laying joists or doing no. the projects as much. No,
1: but you start discovering new details. Yeah. That's the beauty of being a GC is that you can start educating yourself on every trade. But in all respect, I will never say that I'm better than any of those specific trades. No. I, I can carry a conversation with you, but and I respect what you do. Would I want to do it? No, there's a lot of trades that I wouldn't want to do because I find it's uh, hard work, very hard work. Yeah, I'm in awe of framers. First of all, I, I totally I, I can when I see an amazing framing crew, it's a symphony for me. I can hear the music in my head and I can just listen to it and I can watch it and it unfolds and impressive. Yeah. Extremely impressive. <laughs> but it's also the same. The flip side, when you see a bad crew, <sighs> you're
0: just watching, like oh you're my cringing,
1: God. you're cringing and you're hearing like nails on the chalkboard or like it's bad.
0: Yeah. Why are you bad. doing it that
1: way? It just takes as long as to do it this way, the right way.
0: And they're usually the crew that, like, no one wants to tell that they're wrong because they'll just fight you on it. Oh, yeah.
1: It'll be a big fight. Yeah. And, like, what, how dare you even speak up to me?
0: Yeah, it's like, how do you think you know better than it's me? It's kind of I'm that like, strut okay. where they're
1: standing there and you're walking towards them. They're thinking you're walking towards them to compliment them and you're walking towards them to correct them. Yeah. And then their body language changes.
0: Yeah. Like, I know I'm definitely not the best Raymer. I'm still learning. Like, I have. Well, it's hard, too, because I'm always training. I've yeah. always had green people up until like my dad retired then like i had someone that i knew would be with me he could cut for me i had no problems i didn't have to teach him anything but then everyone else that i had with me i always had to teach and then my dad had to retire and i'm like oh my god i am by myself and the only one that knows anything this sucks
1: (laughs) you just discovered that and all of a sudden
0: yeah it was like oh my god i have to teach everyone and like this is not going well. So like the quality went down for a bit because I kept having to fix everyone's mistakes. But I'm like, that's how they learn too. So I'm like, it took us longer, but then they learn, but then they're like, oh, well, I don't like framing. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But (laughs) come on, stay.
1: You're you're young enough to see that there's lots of new tools on the market, specifically for your trade. Mm -hmm. Do all these new tools make you a better framer or do they make you a more efficient framer?
0: I think it's more of a more efficient framer because what happens if that tool breaks and you don't have it, you don't know how to do it without it.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. But like I was taught more old school that like it was, no, we don't have those fancy tools. Do it this way. The first year and a half of my business, I had like Mastercraft tools because that's all I could afford. Did they work? Yeah.
1: That's all I got to say. Exactly. And now
0: I know because of the social media, that's why I have the nice tools or else I wouldn't be buying them. Because I'm like, that's a lot of money. But those
1: Mastercraft tools taught you many lessons and help you build so many things.
0: Yep, help you to fix a tool real quick.
1: (laughs) Is that what it was? Yeah. We won't tell Canadian Tire of that, that's all. No, but I mean, everybody starts at some point, everybody has a beginning, and it's like you shouldn't rely on these fancy tools. And also, the other thing is, I've been noticing this last year, a lot of the young trades, they're overspending
0: a lot oh my
1: goodness like guys so i know it's obsessive it's almost as if it's a construction amazon from the heaven or something and it's like i need that i need that i need that i need that cart 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 yep no you don't
0: there's one guy that i know he's like just starting out keeps buying tools every single day i'm like buddy you don't need them are
1: you guys telling him stop please yes. stop
0: i'm like don't you do not need that wait I don't even have that tool because I don't like need it. I would rather hand nail in all like the foam nails than get one of the foam nail guns because they're like $600.
1: We need to start a Tools Anonymous. Yes. A club. We do. And just, you know, stand up and say your name and say how many tools you bought.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in the past like two days. <laughs> yeah, be, Like exactly. a whole list. <laughs>
1: exactly. How we feel for you, Tony?
0: <laughs> yeah. Or the people that are like, oh, I like DeWalt this month. And then the next month they're like, oh, I like Milwaukee. And then the next month. I don't know anybody like, like that. Like, Who's doing that? One of, like, my uh, friend's friends, they literally switched to three different brands within the same year.
1: He's got a bigger problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they bought everything. Like, all the batteries, all no, the tools, that's and the next. that's not right. No. No.
1: Get, get your platform and then your bulk, your core. Mm-hmm. Buy a couple other ones, extra ones that will help you yep but do not change the whole arsenal no that's too expensive what is he what do they do with the old battery kijiji
0: i think they honestly just put them away no yeah
1: (laughs) wow yeah this person needs help
0: like a lot of help
1: so there is a lot of tool spending going on
0: yeah and it's unnecessary like you can literally start off a framing crew with one gun you can do two but you can start off with one you need one saw. And you need, like, hammers, pouches.
1: That's it. Yeah. And and drive, hunger. Yeah. That's it.
0: That's yeah. all you need. You can get this, the random tools that you need, like, after. Like, you will probably need a sawzall, because even if you don't mess up, you need to cut your door plates or, like, whatever that way. But, okay, so you need three tools.
1: But you don't need, I guess, all these fancy rulers, fancy levels, lasers. No. You don't need all that. No. Are you guys all running um pneumatics all i
0: have all cordless that i use on a daily basis and then i'll have like the odd time that i'll run hoses okay because i found that it was actually more expensive to pay my guys to set up the cords and the hoses and everything because they would take so long to set them up and take them down that i'm like okay so i'm paying you like say 20 bucks an hour now half an hour setting up half an hour cleaning up or it's 12.99 or a cartridge of the pass load gas if you buy it in like a box at fast Tech.
1: has pass load um are they still okay are they gotten better in cold
0: they have a little bit they do like have a little bit of problem that they'll start like not shooting okay. but because they're not meant for like strictly like nailing walls all day no no it's it's not they're not going to last if you're doing it that way but Good. if you're doing like the panels and i found like because you're literally just nailing the wall down nailing the brace together it was fine that way but if you do it that you're actually building you're going to want like a compressor and nail gun because they're not going to keep up plus they're only single shot
1: yeah and th- th- that's the problem is that you guys that are experienced you're going to work faster than the gun can work yeah which changes your production mm-hmm. and it frustrates you at that point because yep. you're like i'm ready to go boom 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 and then it's like boom and you miss three or yeah. there's three empties you're like wait a minute so you start asking about that but i just i don't know anybody crew wise that's going full battery they're not using i manners. saw
0: one crew when i was in water down they had pass milwaukee like everything cordless no hoses wow yeah they're like i don't set them up i just keep sending them in to get fixed and i'm like that's a lot like that's a lot of money that's
1: a lot of money yeah and are they still shooting nicely into lvl's no that's what I thought.
0: They, like, keep their head out, like, half an inch. So you're you still to, pulling out the hammer. Yeah.
1: And then that's time.
0: Yeah. So if you're doing, like, anything that way, like, you have to basically know what you can use your tools for. Yes. So because I'm just doing, like, repairs and stuff, I'm shooting mostly into, like, 2 by 6 2 by 4s whatever. But I have my compressor on-site ready to go if I need it. Because also, like, if you're doing a lot of hanger nails, even if you just have a palm nailer, it's faster. But, like, I have, like, a hanger gun, too, now. But that was because... um. One of the guys on site that was like a crew beside me took me under their wing when I was first starting. And they're like, take this. I have an extra because there's a lot of hangers in this house. And I was like, oh, my God, you're amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because the alternative is taking you how many days?
0: Like two.
1: Yeah, it's crazy at that point. Yeah,
0: because there was one house that there was 180 hangers on one floor. And it was a three-story uh, I'm going
1: tarot. back to over-engineering. Like, I yeah. just it's just insane. It's
0: because everything was hangered off into, like, steel beams, so there wasn't, like, a drop beam and, uh, anywhere. Oh, so yeah. nobody
1: wanted a bulkhead. No. The homeowners didn't want a bulkhead.
0: Yeah, it was awful.
1: Steel beams, I guess you guys are still using genie lifts to do steel beams. You're not getting the Eagle guys coming in and saying, oh, no, we're going to lift this thing up.
0: We get, like, the forklift driver. Yeah, Because okay. they have, like, this, like clamp thing that goes on the steel beam and it's awesome i love it
1: how's the sheathing these days are they asking for that two inch of foam and all that yeah that crappy world eh
0: yeah and then you accidentally step on the wrong spot of the wall when you're um, nailing it right there a hole it's great
1: and then you have to still tape all the joints and everything or that's we
0: don't tape the joints but if we like put a hole in it or anything we have to tape patch that yeah. yeah but it's not the best material
1: how is it? I know that when I was using it a few years ago, um, we were only going with a half inch sheathing, uh, wood fibrous material, or whatever, to to achieve that coat thing. And we were using a Makita Crown half inch uh, crown stapler. Yeah. What are you guys affixing that stuff with? Same idea, same crown stapler idea?
0: Um, we have to use these like cap nails. And they're. Because, oh, the big plastic uh, yeah, uh, washers. Yeah. And then, because the gun's so expensive, most people don't have it. So they literally, same as me, just hand nail all the foam on oh. the whole house. Oh, man, really? Yeah.
1: How much is it? The, I know that Makita, like I paid 400 for that Makita gun.
0: Yeah. I have the Metabo stapler for any like plywood or anything, but I think it was like $600 the last time I looked. And I just can't justify it. I'm like, it's not that long that it takes to hand nail. I get that I could drop the money and buy it, but. I'd rather not. I
1: love that you're analyzing the cost benefits to everything. Yeah. Who taught you that? My dad. It's smart. Yeah. Because a lot of framers, I mean, we'll just talk framers now, they just run into it. They just run into it, start it. Yep. They, like, let's get the noise going, 7 o'clock, let's get it going. No, 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 you got to analyze things. If you
0: blow all your money that way. And yes. you need to know where everyone's more efficient. So, like, my one girl that I'm working with right now – She can nail, but she's not the best nailer because she doesn't have the arm strength behind her, but she's an amazing cutter. So if we're doing something, I usually get her cutting all my stuff. I nail it all together because it goes faster that way. So I'm like, do I want to burn my money or do I want to save my money? And it's the same thing with tools. I'm like, do I really need that tool when it'll take me five minutes longer and I can do it this way? Not really.
1: I've seen plenty of framing crews with Beat up old-school, Hitachi, or even if they're going compressors, they have the pig, mm-hmm. and it's got so many dents and everything. It's just, And the, yep. the, the yellow cords are not even yellow anymore. They're like that mustery kind of black color.
0: Yeah, and usually cut up. And yeah, and, and tape taped, and
1: right? And and But the thing is, they're rocking and rolling. They know how to start it, and they know how to get going, so they yeah. know efficiency. Yeah. It's really, really important.
0: And then we tried so that when – because I have a Seacan now, but when we have a, a trailer, even then with the Seacan too. We're like, okay, anything that we could possibly need today is coming upstairs because I'm not having you guys run down 80 times because, oh, we need the sledgehammer. Oh, we need a clamp. Oh, and it's like, okay, so just take it now. Sure, we might forget one thing at that point, but that's one time that you have to run downstairs and waste time rather than just, oh, it's upstairs, and now I'm not waiting for you. Whoever we're working with, if we're trying to level walls, we're not just waiting because we need that thing. like there ready to go efficiency you're looking
1: at where it's not working and you're making it work
0: yeah because i'd rather have like the money than blow it because you you have to be in survival mode your first three years of business because you have to put out money for employees tools all your government paperwork and you don't start off with that much so you rack up like a little bit of debt when you first start buying the tools that you do need so you have to be okay with having the money and you have to have the money to fix your tools when they break so you need that pocket you need that like nest egg
1: I'm sure you've seen it Brittany where you see the young finally go on their own they've learned what they can or what they feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. but then they go starting on their own and they get a really big job everything's working out great they make a lot of money which is wonderful but then the second project is not the same third project they probably take a loss right it's just You have to be aware of all that. It's not all perfect and doesn't matter what anybody says or what social media says. It's Mm -hmm. not all perfect.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I've been on jobs that I'm like, I come for the day. I work for like two hours and they're like, oh, well, now we don't, you have to wait for this material and then you have to like leave because you don't, you literally have nothing to do.
1: It's the worst thing you can do to a tradesperson. Yeah.
0: And you have to pay your guys three hours because that's the law. So I'm like, okay, so I just came for two hours. Plus I drove here and usually I drive an hour away. So that's a waste of my time. But The
1: company's ha- not making money.
0: No. So you have to kind of be like wary, or if a project turns out really bad, or something's really not going smooth, or like I've been sick in the middle of a few projects that I'm like, I'm dying right now, but I have to be at work. But I know I'm going to be slower. So you also have to like know that that's going to happen too. Or if something happens and you can't go to site, or you get hurt, or anything, you have to be prepared.
1: I want to ask you, what hammer you swinging these days?
0: I have a Martinez. I don't like it. Okay, I'm gonna be honest.
1: Uh, this is good.
0: But I don't like it because how they have the Martinez—you buy like the whole head with the claw, yes. and then you put it onto like the yes. transformer. Yeah, <laughs> mine pops off. So whenever I use the claw, like the whole like head starts coming off.
1: Have you spoken to them about that?
0: No, I haven't really had time. But I'm also just mad because I paid so much for the hammer that I'm like, this shouldn't even be a problem.
1: Well, there's other brands, I guess.
0: I'm looking at a stiletto. I'm actually looking at buying my dad's stiletto, but I just, like, I don't want to spend the money right now. It's
1: very expensive. Yeah. I know.
0: So, we'll, we'll see, but it my hammer's pink, so, like, I love it that way, but...
1: Well, that's what, Mar- yeah, that's what they offer, right? They yeah, I had to
0: fully it. custom order it. Like, I ordered it right from Martinez. It was shipped from, like, I think they're based out of, like, Texas or something. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, all in all with duty and, like, shipping and everything. It was, like, $600 Canadian.
1: When did it start failing or f- um, popping off?
0: Within, like, the first three months. Wow. Yeah. And, like, even, like, I'll tighten it, and still, if I use the claw. So, I just ask for everyone else's hammer when I need the claw. Oh,
1: that's a shame. Yeah. You can't return to vendor? They Probably, won't. but I'm... But I'm, you're too busy and everything?
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm really not, like, a even if I'm at a restaurant, I don't like to complain. So, I'm just i don't like confrontation
1: (laughs) but i admit it's your well. the hammer is very important to you yes as a trade right yeah so it must be a little frustrating that
0: yeah because even like if you're not like pulling nails we use it to like lift the wall up a bit yes and i have to be like hey can i borrow your hammer
1: (laughs) what pouch are you carrying these days
0: i have three actually so i have for um,
1: different reasons
0: well two are for different reasons and the the other one's just like for fun. It's cool. Yeah, so I have my pink badger belt, and I like that my day to day because it's like it's pink. I love it. It's nice to get all the stuff out of it. Super easy because the pouches are like a little bit wider that you can easily grab everything. You can put a
1: tape measure inside of there if yeah, it falls inside of there.
0: and you're not like worried about like oh my god I can't get this out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. But I don't like it for the roof because it's a little bulkier. So yeah. I wear my diamond back on the roof because it's really slim and it's really nice to like. The little additions I have for it are perfect for the roof clips and the staples and everything that way. And then I have a prime grip pouch, and it can be used as a travel restraint pouch. So it has, like, the CSA-approved hooks and everything. So oh. you can use it as travel restraint. So if you're doing a floor and you don't want to wear a harness because you're like, yeah, That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Um, and then, okay, so you're slowly becoming a teacher. Yes, I mean, it's just inevitable it's going to happen, right?
0: Yeah, even if it's not, like, at schools, it'll be, like, online or whatever.
1: And how is that teaching, like, the old school guys? Because I'm sure that you cross paths with the old school guys.
0: They don't like me. That's what
1: I'm trying to get at because they're set in their ways. Just old dogs set in their ways.
0: Yeah, like, there's a few that are really nice about it. There's, like, absolutely amazing guys, but then you catch, like, the few that are, like, No, you're wrong, and I'm like, okay, like that's fine. You can think that. Like I know that I'm right for like my thing, or I'm also terrible at explaining things. So, not like when I'm on site. It's just when I'm trying to explain it, like online. I'm like, okay, how does this make sense to everybody? And then like I'll do something, and then I'll just get ripped apart for it. I'm like, whatever. You got me views. It's fine. (laughs)
1: But everybody's got an opinion on social media. That's why yeah, I, I got rid of the whole, I you're in a different country, different city, different application, leave mm-hmm. me alone kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That's why Like I tried sometimes not to read my comments because I'm like, they don't even just rip me apart as a framer. They rip me apart as a person. Really? Yeah. Like they hate on my appearance or like anything.
1: But you look like a framer. Yeah. On a site. Like on, you yeah. look like a framer.
0: Yeah. But even like if I'm like at home and I'm like posting something, they they like... Tell me I'm ugly or look like a boy or like, what? and I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. That's so good for my confidence.
1: <laughs> Cyberbullying crap. Yeah, but Just I'm kind of block, used block, to it. Block, block.
0: Honestly, like I'm fine because I think like younger girls are going to see all this and they also need to see that I'm not going to be taken down by the people that are hating on me because yes. I know what I'm doing and I know that I'm meant to be doing this because I'm helping so many people that I can't let them break me like i can't let them take me down and make me feel bad about myself i'm just like nope it's fine like you think your opinion i'll think mine we're good
1: just leave it at that yeah i'm off to the job site now i'm gonna build a house
0: yeah <laughs> let
1: me share a little obc talk here framing over openings uh openings in low non-low bearing walls must be framed with at least a 38 millimeter one and one 16th 38 millimeter one 16th That can't be right. Thirty-eight millimeters. What? Thirty-eight millimeter is. um, I know imperial. We're trying to be conscious of the rest of the world instead of just America or Canada as well. Material that's the same width as the stud, securely nailed to adjacent studs. One sixteenth. I don't get that. i must have missed the first part of the part part of the back I don't. I gotta. May I don't know. I'll figure that one out. If the opening is for a door required to be fire separation, it must be framed with the equivalent of at least two 38 mil thick members. So it's basically two 2x4s. Two 38 mil is 24. Yeah, it's 2x4. Yeah, so. yeah, so you're doing a single one for a non-load bearing opening, and you're doing a double one for a door, a fire separation door. Openings in load bearing walls greater than the required stud spacing must be framed with lintels designed to carry the superimposed loads to adjacent studs. I love sometimes, just to annoy certain engineers and inspectors, spelling lintel the other way. Which way? uh l l e t l e n t i just to annoy <laughs> the hell out of them just man. to make them mad that's all it's just and see if one of them is going to pick it up and just annoy me like they come back you realize you're spelling lintels wrong right I'm like yeah i know uh where two or more members are used in lintels, uh they must be fastened together with at least 82 mil which is three and a quarter nails in a double row with nails as most Nails at most 450 mil, which is 17 and three quarters apart in each row. Lintel members can be separated by filler pieces. That's it. Are the inspectors strict with nailing patterns?
0: I thought so at first when I first started framing. And then, really, unless
1: it's a bolt, like a, a through and through bolt.
0: Yeah, but now they're like I'm seeing like two by 12s nailed like three nails every two feet and they're passing. And I'm like, that that's not be, enough. No, that should be five nails every 16 inches at least. Yeah. And it's they're passing it and i'm like oh
1: has the price of nails gone way up or has the common sense gone way down
0: it's almost doubled so when i first started the company i was paying 25.99 for a box of nails and now it's like almost 40 dollars wow yeah and that's just been like the past year that's like skyrocketed a bit but that's just for strip nails too so i don't even totally know what coils are because i don't use them that often Coils are more
1: expensive aren't they
0: yes but you get more nails so i don't I don't, I don't, don't yeah, it's Have you gotten to
1: the point where you're just ordering a pallet?
0: Not yet. I mean, I
1: saw a lot of the the season guys that I was working with, they would just order a pallet and just stockpile it in their store. I just
0: have nowhere to store it because my, my sea can is completely filled and I've already loaded my parents' crawl space with (laughs) half my tools. (laughs) because i rent so i just have a basement apartment and there's nowhere to store anything like
1: you can't park another seat can at the house there
0: no because i can't even park on the driveway i'm in the street oh yeah
1: and you can't you're not at a point where you can get a storage unit just yet
0: no because i'm trying to buy a house so i'm like i'd rather save my money store stuff at my parents
1: see so anybody that's getting started in the business listen up you yep. got to figure out your priorities. Oh, yeah. So basically, stop buying all these new tools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to discourage them because I, I just, I know that, focus on the accessories. Yeah. Get good blades and good everything else that you need yeah. because then you don't make the tool work harder, but make that old school tool work.
0: Yeah. Like, the new tools are absolutely nice and they're so cool to, like, see and, like, have m- more new ones. Like, new tools are literally, like, opening Christmas presents. Of course, like of course. It's amazing, but... Look at what you're costing yourself. Look at the end goal. Look at your long term. If you keep buying all these tools, what's going to happen? It's true. Yeah.
1: How are, I always ask this le- recently on a lot of shows is, are we underpaid, overpaid, correctly paid?
0: Framers are underpaid.
1: I agree with you. Like hundred percent.
0: Most people say it's like framers and roofers, I think are the least paid or like for like their labor, but roofers get good money too. So they can get good money. Framers are absolutely awful.
1: Am I going to piss off people by saying, um, come the colder months, I think the wage should go up yeah. for a framer. And the only reason I bring that up, brickies get paid more, but not necessarily directly to them, but there is an added cost for the tenting and propane. Yeah. So then, and that has to be a 24-7 kind of deal when they're, they're uh, masonry, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not necessarily making that extra money, but they're creating their environment a lot easier so mm-hmm. then they can work a lot better and they can be more efficient. You yeah. guys, you guys work mm-hmm. as long as it's not a downpour.
0: Even then sometimes if some, you have inside work or you have to get it done. Yeah, so you got some
1: shelter, <laughs> you could be working, but if you're yeah. still building a floor and walls and in another floor. Gets a little risky, gets slippery.
0: Yeah, and it damages the tools. It
1: damages the tools. So, I mean, like, if it's snowing, if it's flurries, if it's minus 10, you know, Celsius, you Americans, um, you know, like, it's, like, you guys still work. Yeah. And I just feel that there should be a little bit of a compensation because the thing is, I know you guys can bundle, you can layer up, you can take a little break, you can go inside somewhere. If someone's got a C-can or something like that, you can set up a little shop and whatever. It kind of, the production slows down a tiny bit.
0: Yeah, like, so... If we're in like plus 40 degrees Celsius, like we are so hot, we're dying, we're dehydrated. That's the other flip side, it, yeah. We slow down then. And then we work up until negative 30. So we're Gosh. freezing cold. And some days I literally, like last winter, I paid my guys just to shovel all day. And that's it. And I'm like, okay, so I'm paying my guys just to shovel out the snow so that I can chalk these lines. And it's going to snow again in two days. And I'm going to do the same thing. So we, I think we should get more in like the winter because like, yeah, the summer, like we're used to it, whatever. It's fine. We'll work longer days on the days that aren't as hot. But in the winter, it's so hard to find those days. The sun gets shorter. It's not. That's the other
1: reason. So your, your work days are shorter. Yeah. You can't set up lights. I don't care how many fancy lights there are on the market. You cannot set up lights for it.
0: I I, I do. Have
1: you done it before?
0: Honestly, my favorite thing is night framing. It's, it's dangerous. And I know that. But it's so cool because you're just, like, you can barely see, but you have, like, these lights on you, and they're, like, spotlights, and then you're, like, oh, I'm just, like, building a wall. It does look
1: cool, though, at night because you'll get little halos here and there. Yeah. but
0: I've had, like, four (laughs) videos online that's just, like, night framing, and I'm, like, oh, this is kind of nice. It is kind of cool. It's more because it's relaxing because no one's bugging you. So you don't have, like, contractors or, like, other crews or anything. You're just, like, you're alone. You're... Just you and your worker
1: A neighborhoods cool with it I guess they're used to it
0: It depends where
1: That's true too Yeah
0: And also like what time Like cause you can work Into the dark In the winter It'll be like 4.35 And you're in the dark and Technically you're like, I'm still Allowed to work
1: Yeah cause, cause you rules. can work Till 7 Yes
0: So Yeah <laughs>
1: You need to get one of those, I guess, when they do the road work. And they have those jennies with the, the tower lights.
0: Oh, I definitely need yeah, one.
1: Yeah, but I don't think the neighbors would appreciate it just shining right on it. And they'd be like, why is it so bright in the backyard, honey?
0: It's like, can you go home?
1: <laughs> we need to finish. We need to finish. and then So basically, you guys are underpaid.
0: Yeah. Like, our square footage prices went up. Except I think the union's prices didn't go up as high as like the framing prices did. Okay. But a lot of like workers... Like, I try to pay my guys the best I can because I wasn't paid the best working for other people. Like, I was making $18 an hour, and I was training all the new guys, second-in-command, wow. everything. And I'm like, this is this is not, not right. nice. Yeah, not right. <laughs> so I try to start my guys off a little higher, but um, there's crews that I know that they're making a dollar above minimum wage, and they've been framing a year and a half. Really? And, yeah like um, a few crews that i know
1: that's not right no at all not anywhere at all. near right
0: no i'm like guys ask for more money like you deserve okay,
1: it is that a bad business um decision or like they didn't get the money from the actual gc or they didn't get the money from the, the homeowner or is that they got the money and they're trying to yeah okay so it's yeah that. they
0: got the money mm. and they just don't want to share it <sighs>
1: a lot of that going on in construction these days
0: yeah but i don't get it because i'm like i tell my guys i'm like i'm not here to make the money for just myself we're all here to make money so if i make more money you guys make more money. that's what it is like if we're producing faster that means i get more money which means you guys have more money to get raises like that's the whole point like every three months i try to like go around and be like okay let's talk about a raise because i'm like you guys learn a lot in three months so like let's talk let's go because you guys are worth it to me Let's do this.
1: Are you seeing a lot of turnover, Brittany? Like, are you seeing people that feel, I'm ready to go?
0: It's not necessarily that they're ready to start, like, their own company. It's just that most of my guys don't like the drive because I do drive an hour to an hour and a half. Okay, And then a lot of people don't like framing. So, because they'll do it for, like, a few months and they'll be good at it. But then they're like... I don't like this. And I'm like, okay, but you're like a natural framer. Come on. Like, you got to, it's like, it's your calling. <laughs> but they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. So I haven't had anyone stay over a year. Um, I've had four people stay over six months. Okay. But I hire people that can't even read a tape measure. So, because every time I hire someone that like has experience, they try to like.
1: The ego comes in?
0: Yeah. They try to take over, try to start bossing me around, try to tell me I'm doing it wrong. I'm like, okay, but the builder asked me to do it this way, and also I'm your boss. Like, who's signing your paychecks right now? I'm pretty sure it's me. Unless you want to pay me, like, we can trade here. But I expect a lot. And they're just, yeah, I'm like, no, we're not. I'm not doing that. So I just hire green people.
1: I usually, which is great on you, but it's more work on you, and it's uh, hurts your business, bottom line. Yeah. I used to tell those people that um, I wish you came in instead of your eagle. Yeah. You know.
0: It would be nice. (laughs) I know, because you don't make money when you're teaching. No. When you slow down production, like, drastically. The investment's
1: not paid off until later on.
0: Yeah, and because I have such a high turnover rate, because, like, a lot of people, like, see my social media, think it's fun, and I'm like, this is a hard job. Like, I tell everyone that messages me from social media, I'm like, just because I post that doesn't mean that's what I'm doing all day. That took me five minutes. I work 14 hours.
1: It's great that you're being... 100 percent truthful when it comes to that
0: yeah because i'm like i I know that people aren't gonna last and i'm like i don't want to be like yeah it's a great time like don't worry about it it's no biggie like i'm like no we work long hours we work hard days it's a far drive it's not easy like a lot of people don't last and they're like oh no i can do it and then they last three months
1: is it the hard work first, the reason why they want to leave, or is it the low pay first they want to leave?
0: It's the hard work. It's hard all work. the labor because when you first start off, you should expect that all you're doing is moving lumber. Because well, I everybody have. Everybody has a beginning. Yeah, because I'm like, everyone starts off at the bottom. Like, I was at the bottom basically for three years, basically until I started my company. I was at the bottom. I moved all the lumber. I did all the repairs. I fixed everything. I had to do all the awful jobs. But. I try to be like, okay, so do it for a little bit because I need to see what you're willing to put in because I don't want to teach you your first day everything. I need to see what you're willing to do. Plus, I need to see your strength and like where you lie. And then I'll start you on the nail gun. Yep. And then if you're doing good on that, I'll teach you how to cut. But you need to work your way through it because if I just go and like drop all the knowledge on you, you're not going to retain anything. No, nothing of it. But because they're like, oh, well, I have to move all this lumber and this and that. And I'm like, okay, but what do you think framing is? you're going to be lifting it the rest of your every life. Every <laughs>
1: framer is yeah. going to be moving lumber.
0: Whether you're setting up walls, you're putting in joists, you're doing the roof, you're moving lumber all day, every day.
1: They just don't get that. No. You're really taking on a lot of green, huh? Yeah. Is it taking its toll on you?
0: A lot, yeah. I think that's honestly why like, I've had like the back problem this year, because I've had to do so much. And I was actually framing by myself for a few months, because I couldn't get any workers, or like they wouldn't show up, or... Yeah, so it was, like, not the nicest thing, but I did find, like, a few guys that were really good. The girl I have now is absolutely amazing. How did you find her? Instagram.
1: Instagram, cool. Yeah,
0: most of my people have been off that, or I do take on co-op students from the high schools or the colleges. But it's, it's a lot doing new people because you have to expect that you're going to be doing most of the labor, most of the work, but in the end, they should be learning so that they'll be able to do it at some point.
1: I'm still surprised on the tape measuring thing. I'm really, I I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm Portuguese and I'm European and I guess it was just kind of shown to me. So I just, you know, either figure it out or you get another smack in the back of your head, right? But that's the old school way of doing it. I'm just surprised that generation today is even having a hard time reading a tape measure.
0: Yeah, the one guy I had not that long ago, I had to like buy him a tape that like said the
1: things on it. The, The eye test tape?
0: Yeah, like, it, like, has, like, the 8th and, like, yes, all that written yes, down on it. Yes. Yeah, because he he just wasn't getting it. Like, he could, but it would take him a minute. And I'm like, okay, here, just, like, use this for now until you're better. But Did it work? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but, like, a lot of people cannot read a tape when they're first starting out. And I'm like, okay, like, count this. Like, I would, like, draw it on a piece of wood. And I'm like, these are what all of the ticks mean. Remember this.
1: <laughs> well... I guess you got to do what you got to do. I'm just surprised by that.
0: You just kind of have to take who you can get at this point.
1: That's really the market right now? Yeah. Wow. Aren't they, like, it's the crew. I'm always envious of the crew. Like, I get electrician usually lone gunman kind of thing right lone wolf i don't want to say gunman lone wolf right um like even a plumber lone wolf yeah but when it comes to framing it's it's a crew it's yeah you need a crew it's like a brotherhood or sisterhood right and it's 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 that camaraderie like it's just i'm envious of that like a well-oiled machine yeah do not do they not see that
0: i don't think so but like there's literally i think like four companies that i know that literally frame by themselves because they can't get workers
1: They've just adapted to be solo? Yeah. That's hard, though, as a framer. Yep. You're going to beat your body up probably by decades sooner.
0: Oh, yeah, because when I was doing it by myself, I ended up having to work late and had to work seven days a week because I had to get the project done, and the builder doesn't care that you're by yourself.
1: (laughs) It's your responsibility to find people.
0: Yep. And I had ads everywhere. I was contacting all the schools. I was, like, reaching out on Instagram and TikTok and everything, and, like, no one.
1: And it wasn't the price. It was just the hard work.
0: It was just that it was framing. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I'm looking at it differently. I don't understand it.
0: I honestly think, like, not to be, like, cocky or whatever, but, like, people... Like, there's not very many people my age that are like me that have the work ethic that they're like, let's work all this. Like, a lot of people are like, I want a video game and, like, do all this. I don't want a job. So they're getting to their 30s finding a job. And I'm like, okay, but I've been doing this job since I was 17.
1: And it's really sad that you can't, and I've tried so many times, to translate the feeling you get of accomplishment when it comes to each of the levels, milestones of a build. Mm-hmm. Specifically the framing, starting with the framing. Even the, I'm still in awe of the foundation. Like you yeah. dig a hole and you put forms and you rip them off and you're looking at this concrete. Hopefully most of the time it's nice, it's yeah, beautiful. And you are just like, oh yeah, It almost fine. looks like architectural concrete, <laughs> concrete yeah. right? And I'm like, <laughs> you can't describe that feeling to someone to, like this is what you're going to experience one day mm-hmm. like there's nothing better than getting that first floor up and you're standing on it whether the sun is down in the cold months or the hot months whether it's drizzling it's raining snowing whatever there's that feeling yeah a feeling. you're like
0: it's, i did that yes. i accomplished it or you drive past a house and you see it all done you're like i built that
1: you're telling this generation you're missing that feeling that emotion mm-hmm. Like there's a connectivity in that. Like there's so much and you're dismissing it just because you think I don't want to carry lumber.
0: Yep. My first house that I started on with my first crew, I actually built the house right next to it uh, like a year and a half ago. And I was so proud of myself because I'm like, oh, my God, that was the house that I first started on. I cut my thumb on a hammer. (laughs) Don't know how I did it. All I did was move lumber like but now I'm here. This is the house that I'm in charge of and I'm doing a custom build. Like, look at the difference of yeah. a few years.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. But it's amazing. Like, I don't I don't know why people don't want to try and like chase after that feeling because you're like, look at what you can accomplish. Look at what you've achieved. Look back on your life of where you started and where you are now. That's honestly kind of why I like some sometimes like just watching my green guys work because I'm like, I was there. I was in the exact same boat you were. I had the same knowledge you were. like, And now I'm here. And this I'm, is
1: where you are. Yeah. And where you're going to be 10 years from now. Yep. And where they could be. Yep. And then they'll they'll experience those emotions. They'll totally the, if they, uh, I guess if they just pay their dues, if they just kind yeah. of. Like
0: That's literally all it is. Like you have to suck it up for the first little bit, pay your dues, and you'll learn from there. And I always tell my guys, I'm like, I want to teach you. You want to learn? I'll teach you. You want to learn the blueprints? Sure, let's go. You want to learn bigger stuff? Sure, let's go. Like, I'm here so that you can eventually go off on your own because I'm not here to keep you. I want to teach you guys. I want you to succeed. That's the whole point of why I have you.
1: (laughs) That's the objective here. Yeah. Circle of life, basically. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit of um, backframing and all kinds of returning to the job site after certain things are done. Uh, without pointing fingers at the beavers uh, out there, the mechanical crews and electricians, <laughs> mostly the HVAC guys, yeah. um, are, are they doing okay? Are they leaving things in a good shape that you don't have to come back and try to fix a bunch of stuff?
0: The sites that I've been on lately, they're actually doing a lot better Okay because they used to kind of just like knock everything I know, out, I cut know, all your I beams, know. and you're like, "That's you can't cut that." <laughs> but now that there's like a few studs missing,
1: which isn't bad.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I'm like, okay, it takes me five minutes. I'll put those studs in. We're good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because <laughs> usually, you know, you take those back framing days on the rainy days or whenever the job yeah. site's not ready or something, material's late or some shit, and then it gives you an opportunity
0: to... Yeah. Make hours when it's raining.
1: Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Are there any interesting things that you haven't built yet that you want to tackle? Have you tried any timber framing or you want to tackle I any of that? I
0: haven't, but I do want to try the timber framing, but I'm also like nervous too, I guess. I've been offered, like, a a spot to, like, learn the timber framing, but I'm, like, where I am now, like...
1: You're already in your groove. Yeah,
0: I'm, like, maybe in a bit, but right now it's just not the time. But I do want to, like, see more different projects because a lot of right now it's the same houses on multiple job sites because they all have the same architect, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so, like, if you're on, like, empire sites, you're usually building the same houses. But I found that, like, even... There's, like, a few low-sandy sites that kind of, like, have the same houses as Empire. Like, so you're kind of building the same houses over and over again. I would like to see a bit of a change that way, but... Like an
1: arch or something?
0: Yeah, like, throw in, like, a little something fancy.
1: (laughs) A little, I don't know, something.
0: Yeah, just to, like, make me have to think.
1: (laughs) Instead of just kind of... It's not that you are disliking the rest of it no you just oh
0: no it's nice it's easy it makes it go faster
1: (laughs) yeah it's totally well i know we did a a show way probably about almost 100 shows ago with fred and he was a kid same age as you uh, and he had an opportunity to go to france that's so cool and take a course there and he learned quite a bit and then he mentioned a mentor of his and i'm actually just communicating with um patrick his mentor that's really and nice. so he's in the Ottawa area and he we're going to schedule it so he can come on. And and Fred has spoken so highly of this this Patrick guy. And he's, he's constantly teaching kids timber framing and all these techniques, right? So I think it's something to learn, something mm-hmm. to absorb. And it, it might actually make you a, a better framer.
0: Yeah, because it's a lot more intricate and you have to make yes. the cuts precise. And like all the dowels and stuff that go through it, you have to know. And the yeah. structure is different. So I do think you're right. I think it will make like you a better framer, yeah, because you have that background.
1: Uh, let me share a little green book as we get towards the end here. Green book talk: uh, the da- you know the green book,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the dangers of ignoring injuries. Uh, so I mean, I know that the ego boys out in this industry, uh, it's okay. Don't worry, don't worry. Your finger fell off. No, 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 it's okay. Don't worry. It's okay. No, you got to take care of your injuries, right? Uh, one third of all injured people avoid seeking medical attention right away. Many wait until they can no longer use a limb or place weight on a particular body part. Some of, most, some of the most likely people to ignore injuries are athletes, uh, so they can keep on playing, uh, which I still, I remember somebody on the show telling me that uh, a tradesperson is like an athlete. Yes. Very much. And I totally agreed with it. Yes. Um, employees to avoid loss of income, uh, period of unemployment. Elderly individuals to avoid burdening others, a loss of independence, and hospital stay. Some of the most dangerous injuries to ignore are muscle. Oh, fuck, I hate these long words. Muscular skeletal, whatever. How do you pronounce that? There you go. You can't hear it, but I can hear it. Injuries like concussions, bone breaks, sprains, uh, ligament, tendon, damage. As you get older, these are all showing up. They ring the doorbell. They ring, ring, and then you see them. Uh, Untreated concussions can lead to uh, post-concussive syndrome. Uh, potentially causing a variety of issues from headaches, sleep disturbances, and attention issues to depression, epilepsy, stroke-induced brain swelling. Untreated fractures can lead to reduced mobility, joint pain, arthritis, muscle, ligament, nerve damage, blood clots, and even tissue or bone death. Um, untreated strains, sprains, tendinitis, tears, ruptures can lead to instability, disabled use of muscles, arthritis. Seek med- medical attention after experiencing a, bo- a blow to the head, forceful shaking, or pain swelling or bruising of any injury definitely encourage (laughs) everybody to we have a perishable skill yeah our body is only going to last as long as uh we take care of it
0: yeah like i'm i'm already falling apart and i'm 24
1: (laughs) but the good news is that there's ways of fixing it
0: yeah like i have like a bad back but that's not even from framing i got hurt when i was a kid doing an extracurricular activity and like hurt my garage no, I so I did, like, gymnastics and like, Cirque du Soleil school when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that actually helped me with framing, not going <laughs> to lie, but um, I was doing this one trick at my, like, circus school, and I, like, hurt my back really bad, and ever since then I've had back problems, but I did get hurt on site, and now I have, like, wrist problems that if I use my hammer too long or I nail too long, my hand starts, like, cramping and swelling, and but it's, like, permanent nerve damage. Wow. And it was just, like, something stupid and... I went to the hospital right away and like I did what they said. They said take like, 3 days, but it's permanent nerve damage, it's so it's still there. Huh? Yeah.
1: It's always going to be there.
0: Yeah, and it's been 2 years now. So
1: What else do we want to chat about? I think we've covered quite a bit. I think so. I think I could totally see like uh, being massive in the next few years because social and basically your mindset too. I mean, like you're not you're not scared of anything.
0: I just hide it. No, <laughs>
1: like, I mean, you're up for the challenge more than a, it, kind yeah, of avoiding it's, it. It's
0: intriguing to like the challenges and like going after something that's like bigger than like what you've done before. You're yes. like, I want to see if I can do this. Yes. I'm like not like in like a cocky way, but like in a I want to test myself. Like I don't want to like prove to anyone else. I want to prove it to myself.
1: That's a core of a tradesperson. Yeah. Right. And I just I, 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 do, I hate that there are people coming in and then leaving without realizing what they're missing. Yeah. Like, you're really missing a huge opportunity.
0: I know. And, like, there's so much, like, cool things that you can see and do in the trades. Like, because the co-op that I went through, there's apparently 180 trades. And, like, it includes, like, pastry chef and hairdressing and stuff. But there's 180 trades that you could be doing. So why can't people look into it? Why are schools, like, pushing you not to go to it?
1: That's a whole other argument, which I'd love to go in. And that's why I want to find the suggestion boxes in all these schools and leave some very colorful notes, you know, to kind of explain that. Not every kid that's in school wants to go to IT, accounting, whatever, legal, medical, whatever. There's there's probably a good percentage of them want to get into trades. One of those 180 trades. Yeah. There probably is. But you guys are not planting those seeds.
0: Not, yeah, it's like not planting it, not letting you know it's an option, not not letting you even do it. (laughs)
1: So it's It's, challenging.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. Uh,
1: We got 12 questions left to do. Uh, Brittany, uh, BM Farrell, construction, girls can frame on social media, girls underscore can underscore frame on TikTok and IG. You ready for this? Sure. (laughs) There's no right or wrong. Definitely no cash prizes. Uh, Sorry, no hammer you're gonna have to deal with (laughs) yeah
0: i'll I'll just get it myself (laughs) uh what is
1: your favorite construction word
0: um i would say either trusses purlins or that the building inspections approved
1: (laughs) all good things what is your least favorite construction word
0: uh fire separation
1: yeah i can't stand that
0: it sucks
1: (laughs) it's such a Weird conversation.
0: Yeah, like, why are framers in charge of drywall? And in townhouses, you have to do three layers of drywall between each um, unit. The
1: demising wall between, yeah.
0: Yeah, for the trusses, and, like, it's not... I know. It, it's so heavy.
1: <laughs> Five-eighths, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. What turned you on in construction?
0: Um, I think, like, the opportunities that there are, and... Like honestly, just like the smell of the job site is just like nice. Like
1: it is. Yeah, Especially like cold sawdust or wet sawdust. I mean, yeah, or wet like sawdust. burnt
0: sawdust, and you're just like, that's so nice. This smells so good. But then
1: for a split second, you're thinking, what's burning? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're like, what is on fire right now? <laughs> Change the blade, please. Yeah. Uh, what turns you off in construction?
0: Um, honestly, like it's like guys being like inappropriate or disgusting because yeah, sure. that happens, but.
1: We're in a Neanderthal industry.
0: Yeah, like it. Like, women are in the industry, but it's still like a male dominated. Of so you kind of have to take all the kinds of men that are there.
1: Uh, yeah, I call them out. Yeah, that's all. What is your favorite curse word?
0: Um, I say "fuck" like all the time. Like I'm like <laughs> "fuck." <laughs>
1: 'Cause it can be used that way. Yeah. Uh what is your favorite vehicle in the entire world?
0: Um, either a Ford or a Dodge pickup. I'm kinda like easy. Everybody to lately see. has been
1: Dodge, Rebel, Dodge, T R X, Dodge, yeah. Dodge, Dodge. I had
0: a Dodge pickup, but then like the engine kinda went on me, so now I have a Ford Escape. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's your least favorite vehicle in the entire world
0: a gmc acadia but that's only because i had a terrible oh, okay, experience with it yeah all right, yeah. Okay, all right. It, it lasted me six months
1: that's not good no uh what construction sound or noise do you love
0: <laughs> um a brand new blade cutting on a circular saw so nice.
1: right it's, it's like so butter. soothing <laughs> it's like butter but now hang on a sec. Like brand new blade or a resharpened blade either yeah but yeah. sometimes i feel the resharpen one is sometimes better but i've been told that they're getting lazy too with sharpening the blades
0: yeah it, i'm more as if like my teeth are missing so yeah. if i hit concrete or whatever then all my teeth are missing and it's harder to
1: yeah I know. do it
0: all then
1: yeah you got to decide how many how many veneers do i want to throw on there yeah, but
0: I I do like use my blades still that are old, like cutting drywall. Or if you're going to cut near concrete, you just throw an old blade on you and you just care. keep them all. <laughs>
1: Leave it. What construction sound or noise do you hate?
0: Uh, cutting siding.
1: Cutting siding.
0: Yeah, they cut it with like. I don't know if it's a table saw or like a saw or whatever, but oh, you hear, what you it's mean? so high oh. pitched. It hurts my ears.
1: That little rig and they go backwards. and Yeah. And it's just like um, um a metal crying against another metal crying against another metal. Yeah. It's just crying. And
0: I don't know how, but they like, they don't tell you that they're you're like, they're cutting in there and they, you're just in that garage and they like go and cut and you're like, oh my God, you have like headphones on i don't
1: it reverbs through the whole house yeah and it's just like yeah all day long i hate that too (laughs) i can't stand it what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day
0: so in the trades i would like to be like a site super or a contractor or even a trades teacher but yeah like i don't really know what i would be doing other than what you're already doing yeah like it's literally my life
1: what profession would you not like to do
0: anything in an office
1: yeah we're all in the same boat i could not sit last question if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at those pearly gates
0: honestly i feel like it would be like that like i've made it like i'm done i don't have to worry anymore i don't have stress anymore like i just i made it i'm happy now like nothing no problems awesome yeah
1: congrats to everything you've done you honestly you've done a lot of work and you've you continued doing a lot of good work and uh, and i know that you're attracting a lot of people men and women to come into this industry yeah you know you're giving them a real representation of this industry
0: honestly like i think my favorite thing is when i get a message from a girl and she's like i just did my first week on job because i saw you and like i love it and i'm like that it just makes me feel so good because yes. i'm like yeah. i really hope that i made that person like into what they want to be not, like, like directly, but, like... You had a hand. Yeah, like, I just helped them, like, see that it was an option. Now they love it. Like, that's all I want. I just want to help people.
1: Are you speaking to even younger elementary?
0: Um, I haven't done elementary yet, but I've done, like, a lot of high school. I was supposed to do a few events when COVID hit. It was supposed to be... Um, Tech Exploration was supposed to come to Ontario. So it's, like, a bunch of grade 9 girls come and visit the site and then... They do like a project on you and then there was like a few, I was supposed to do something through the YWCA, but it was kind of like at a low point that I was like really unsure if I wanted to stay in the trades at that point because I was going through a lot at the job I was at. Um, So that was supposed to be like grade eight people and I was supposed to do like a little project with them, but I had to back out because I was like, I can't, like I'm just not in the headspace to can't do it.
1: You're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's not really the time to go speak to people no but maybe (laughs) next year yeah that's what i'm hoping that stuff will open back up and i can go back to doing it like i do all of my stuff mostly for free like i just go to these events because i'm like i want to do better like i don't ask for money for it because i'm like no like i want to be there for people that's the whole point of this for you that's why i started it
1: yeah hopefully you'll find some more people hopefully they'll stay longer hopefully right hopefully and it keeps on growing that's the goal uh, that's it so i mean just bundle up you got the the cold season starting
0: yeah i have like eight jackets
1: that's all you can do yeah different jackets and they just keep on adding on and out yeah
0: and like different jackets for different like what you're doing that day so yes. that you can move yes. or if it's cold versus like take one super off cold. and put it back on yeah, yeah exactly like it, you guys know
1: the deal you guys you guys know how it all works yep. uh everybody check it out again please uh on instagram it's girls underscore can can underscore frame on tiktok and ig and it's Brittany farrell at uh, bm farrell construction girls can frame
0: thank you thank you
1: it's great to meet you and talk
0: you too this uh, is fun you.
1: Thank you, Angelina. We're out of here.